We are learning Daf and Hey, we're starting from the end of the first line where the Gemara says, "Ulu Rabbi Lazar ben Azaya." We're in the middle of discussing the Machlok between Rabbi Lazar and the Chachamim regarding the Isra of Kol Yotzimigefen. Is a Nazir Aser to have the products of the grapevine, including the shoots and the leaves that come out of the grapevine, or perhaps those are permitted? The understanding of this Machlok is that first the pasuk tells us many specific things that the Nazir cannot eat: the grapes, the raisins, the wine. The, the vinegar. Then the Torah tells us a general idea, whatever comes out of the grapevine. And then after that, the Pasuk says, from the seeds until the skin. So the question is, how do we dash in all of this? So according to Rabbi Leazar, the Gemara says, we pretty much ignore the last part of and we just focus on the first two points, which are specific Isurim, and then Ribuyim, Kalayotz Megefen. So he darshans Miyot Veribuy, which means that we expound upon the general idea of Kalayotz Megefen as being the main point, and we just exclude one thing. We just exclude the wood of the grapevine, but if it's not with the wood of the grapevine, it's Osir, and uh, that would include the leaves and the shoots. Whereas according to the Chachamim, we look at it with the Prat Klau, Prat method, we include the Rechatan Vazak as part of the um, part of the phrases which were meant to Darshan, and therefore we say anything which is like the specific things which are which are enumerated in the Torah are Asr. So the, just as all of the Pratim here are fruits, so we can say everything that is fruit, including immature fruit, wormy fruit, but we would not include the leaves and the shoots. So now the Gemara says, well, the Blazer and Desire, remember, a Blazer and Desire in the Mishnah. He said the He said that it's a very unique halacha that is coming to say you're only liable if you eat two seeds together with the skin. Meaning it's not an iser, a separate iser to eat seeds and a separate din not to eat skin. But actually there's a one phrase, there's one shema iser not to eat two seeds, at least two seeds and a skin. So according to him, mechatan v'hadzag is not really available. It's not extra for darshaning. So prat how does he know the last uh, closing prat? So according to the Chachamim's way of darshaning, it's prat klau prat. So it's very important that mechatan v'hadzag is the concluding prat. That's the reason why we're ending up that it, you look at it similar to the pratim because it's prat cloud prat, but if it would just be prat cloud, you wouldn't have it that way. So, what do what would Rabbi Lazar and Isaiah say? So the Gemara says, Rabbi Lazar, he holds like Rabbi Lazar of the Bryce Darsh Miat Veriba. Again, he ignores the last Mechatan of Hadzak and Bedafka so, because Mechatan of Hadzak is coming to tell me something else. So rather, we just look at it in the method of first the Torah limited it, and then the Torah was Marbe, and we say that even the leaves and the shoots would be included. So what we're coming out now, the Rabbi Lazar and Isaiah must hold like Rabbi Lazar. Says the Gemara, if you bite him, make Rabbanan. Really, Rabbi Lazar I could agree with Rabbanan. I, how could Mechatzan and Vazak teach me two things? The answer is, you suck with that, because I'm Rabbi Lazar Menazari. If it would be that all it's coming to say is like Rabbi Lazar Menazari, that you need to have the seeds in the skin, the Torah didn't have to place it here after the Klal. It could have been written in the previous Pasuk, which discussed the other Pratim before the Torah wrote the Klal. What's the purpose why the Torah is writing it here after the generalization of Klal was said? It must be the Torah is coming to tell us that we should also expound it within the Prat Klal Prat um, method. So, therefore, we're able to learn both points. On the one hand, we're able to learn Blazar and Azariah's Joshua, that you're only Chayav if you eat two seeds in a skin. On the other hand, from the from the, from the placing of it and the sequence here where it comes after the cloud, so we're able to say that it's prat, cloud, uh, prat. So the Gemara persists. Maybe that's all it's coming to do. In other words, may, how, how does our blessed Messiah know it's coming to tell me you're only high for the two seeds in the skin? Maybe all it's coming to, it to do is make a prat, cloud, prat and say that you're high for something which is like all the pratim. So the Mar says, M. Cain, if it was only coming to do, tell me prat, klal, prat, lichtov, oh, shnei chatzan, mishnei gazag, and the Torah could have worded it both in the plural, either seeds and skins, or in the singular, seed and skin. 
Why did the Torah say from the seeds to the skin where one is singular and one is plural? It must be the Torah expects both points to be derived. On the one hand, from the sequence, we're able to learn prat. On the other hand, from, from the language that the Pasuk gives, we're able to darshan that is two seeds and a skin. Says the Gemara, further inquiry. Rabbi Lazar did darish miet beriba. According to Rabbi Lazar, who darshins as a miet in riba, prat uklau prat minale. Where does he ever see in the Torah that the Torah uses the form of prat klau prat? So it's a very interesting question, and we're going to learn the Gemara simply. The Rishonim here are myrich a tremendous amount, but in our in our scope of, of, of learning here, we're going to just say that the Gemara wants to know where does Rabbi Lazar Nazaria, where, where does Rabbi Lazar rather ever find the prat klau prat method? Now, the obvious question with that is, who says he does? In other words, maybe he, 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 he never has such a, such, such a methodology. Maybe just like here, he's looking at it with Reboi and Miet. So maybe that's all. You know, we don't have to have a specific context or a base in the Torah where we find Prat, Klau, Prat. But it seems that the Gemara is persistent that there should be a place where he is. According to Rabbanan, this is an example of the Torah where it's Prat, Klau, Prat. Where it's Prat, Klau, Prat. Again, where the, where, the, where the conclusion is, we say anything which is like the Pratim, is derived. According to Rabbi Lazar, here it's really riboy, and uh, it's really miyat and then riboy. So the Gemara wants to know, according to him, where do we ever find in the Torah Praklau Prak? So the Gemara gives us a couple of examples. Amar Bavo, Nafli Ma'ikra, he uses it from the following Pasuk. The context over here, Parshas Mishpatim, uh, the full Pasuk says, the Gemara uh, is talking about when it, someone gives something to uh, somebody else to guard. So it says a few examples. Someone gives his friend a donkey, an ox, or a sheep, or any animal to watch. What has him, it dies, it's injured, it's captured, no one sees. And then the halacha is that if it was given to a shomer sachar, then he's chai big of aveda, but he swears that no owns him occur. So what are the types of things that somebody could give the shomer to watch that then all the liability would come. So the Pasuk says, These are many specifications. Right? We have, you we have you specific things listed, a donkey or ox or a sheep. Those are Pratim. But then it says, or any animal. So that's a cloud. That's a generalization, right? And then the Torah concludes after that, Lishmar, something which is meant uh, to, be, to be watched. Why do we say that it's a specification? So it, it, the reason is, is because it has to be a watchable item, something which is like really wild, like a lion that's given. You can't say that that fits into the word Lishmar to watch. Nobody's going to be able to watch the lion. So the fact that Torah starts off with specific examples. Then it says any animal, any sort of animal. But then it says Lishmar, watchable animal. So what do I have? I have Prat. First I have specifics. Then I have a Klal, Prat. Then I'm followed by a second specification. So Prat. So I say it's anything which are like which are like the um, the prat, like the examples which were mentioned. What is what do we mean? It's like a donkey, or ox, or a sheep. So the Gemara Bamitzia learns up that it's not talking about uh, land, which is not movable. It's not talking about a star because a star doesn't have inherent value, or slaves, which are compared to land. So the only dinim that we talk, the only scenarios where we talk about uh, the, the dinim of Shomrim are things which are like the pratim of the donkey, ox, or sheep, not karka and not staras. Another example, Rav We look at this pasuk. So this pasuk is a little bit earlier, um, right, right, right in the beginning of Parshas Vayikra. The Torah says, somebody who's bringing a tzon so for, for a carbon ola, and it's from the flock, whether it's from sheep, or from goats, for an ola, we should make sure to bring it as an unblemished male. So this word min, from is a restrictive word. The Torah could have just said him tzon carbon if it's if, if his carbon is, is flock. Why does it say min? So we expound this file. It's vitim min prat. That's a specification. 
So we understand that the Torah is coming to restrict only certain types of flock can be used. and the flock, klau, that's general. And then it finishes off kvasim v'izim, sheep or goats. So, so, so it says mina kvasim or mina izim is, is actually the language of the pasuk. But the fact that it's that it's saying the min, so that that's again specifying. So it starts off min and it ends off with min. So those are specifications which are mashma, not all types of um, the sheep or goat. But in the in the in the middle when it says hot zone the flock that's a generalization so that's prod cloud prod that we have the, again specification followed by a cloud by followed by another prod so we say we say that the beginning and the end which are much more restrictive are trying to say only things. Uh, certain types, and then Hatzon is coming to say any types. So we say anything which would be like the restriction. So what does this mean? How do we how do we how do we, how do we actually apply this over here? It's harder in this example because it's not telling me specific names. So the idea that the Gemara Darshins is that um, we're coming to say that any animals which were used for an avera. Uh, cannot cannot be kosher for a carbon. So the basic example would be a sheep or a goat that was used for bestiality. Um, another type of avera would be perhaps if it, if uh, plowing was done with another species where it was kalim. So what happens basically is like this: if it would have just said the restrictions, I would say any sort of avera that's done to an animal passes it from a carbon. But the lashon uh, where it says hot zone, which more inclusive, tells us to say that no. It's only a very bad affair. What do we mean a very bad affair? Affair which is done to the very body of the animal itself. Like bestiality, the pshat is the sin is done within the animal. Kalayim, it's done the fact that it would plow together with the other animal. But it's not, it's not affair in the guf of the behemoth itself. So we're saying, we're coming to say that that's what it is. It's prat, klaw, prat. And we say only like the mems, which are in the most restrictive sense, where that affair was done in the animal itself. But if that affair wasn't done in the, in the animal itself, then it will not be, it will not be uh, upsold from the carbon. Okay, now the Gemara notes that you're, you're learning prat, kal, prat, klau, prat from that example here in the beginning, Parshas Vekra. There's even an earlier one. Why don't we look at this Pasuk? Pasuk right in the beginning, Pasuk Beis in Sefer Vekra. The Pasuk reads, uh, From animals. From cattle or from flock, you should bring your carbon. So we think we think that we can show from here that there's a prat klal uprat. What do we have? Min prat. The Torah says from. The Torah specifies min So that starts off as a prat, but then it says habehima. The word is habehima, so that's already a klal. Then bakar vatzon chazar prat. When it says cattle and flock again, that's a specification. Prat klal uprat yatsan kelakina prat. So the Gemara is trying to say over here. That we see it from an earlier source, from animals, only some animals. We would assume here we're talking about a domestic animal, behemoth, like something like a cattle, sheep, or goat, not a wild animal like a deer. But then it says the, the general, the general lashon of behemoth, that should be all animals, even something wild. But then when it says sheep or goat, again, it's saying only domestic. So we say it has to be something like a domestic species, meaning not only a domestic species that act, is actually in the, in, 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 around the home, but even a domestic species that happens to be a wild one. Like let's say you'd have a wild ox. So an ox is generally species that's domestic, but there's a particular type of it which might be found out in the wild. So that would be included, what's like the specification. So again, it says the min, which we're going to say is unique to domestic animals, habahimas, clouds, mashma, even wild animals, any type. But then we're going to say bakovatzon, again, another prat, that only domestics. We're going to say anything that's a type that's like domestic, even if it's a wild ox, should be included, but nothing further. So the Gemara says, why don't we learn from there? Amalei Rava said, from here you cannot see. If I would learn from there, this that the Torah said, animals, wild animals are included in animals. Meaning, the word behemoth, you've been assuming it means domestic, but it's not true, it includes wild animals. So, basically, it says, if the Torah wrote outright from 
uh, behemos and from chayas. So therefore, the, the, the prat that the Torah, that the Torah opened with when it said min, a behema, that would, that, that could be ruling out, um, Maybe a certain type of behemoth or a certain type of chai, but it can't be ruling out all wild animals because the very because wild animals are included in the term of behemoth. So basically, what we're what we're trying to say is that you're, you're thinking that it's a prat cloud prat because you're you're assuming that the min behemoth is trying to rule out a certain type of uh, a certain type a certain type of of species and, and specifically chayas, but you can't say that because habahima itself is as if it says chayas in the pasuk, so that won't be a good example. Malay said habahima. Do you really think that wild animals fit in term and fit in the word of behima here? Haksev bakavetzon. Right afterwards, it says bakavetzon. So in the second prophet when it says bakavetzon, it's obviously not wild animals. So we're saying that so too in the beginning when it says minabahima, we have to be talking about domestic species, not wild species. So what we originally were trying to say. It said min abehema. There's an exclusion of wild ones could in fact be correct. So havali prata cloud. We could in fact say that the min was an exclusion of wild ones. Habehema could be inclusion in them, and then bakavatzon further excludes them. Yatzadon kela ina prat. So in fact, the Gemara is saying that that could have been a correct prat cloud prat, and we can include something like a wild ox for a carbon, but exclude something like a deer. Okay, so now that we understand that there are other sources in the Torah where there's prat, klau, or prat, for some reason that satisfies the Gemara in terms of what Rabbi Lezer is doing here. Again, what Rabbi Lezer is doing here by Nazir is not using the prat, klau, prat system, but rather he's using the miyat viriba system. And uh, that's fine. But the Gemara wanted to see another place in the Torah where Rabbi Lezer did use the prat, klau, prat system, and the Gemara has given a few examples. So now the Gemara wants to see I like to back up Where do we know that this is true? Meaning the Gemara is really going back to the to the whole idea now. We've been talking about prak klau uh, prat, but now the Gemara is going to give an example of a klau prat u klau. Now we're going to see they basically end up at the same point, but we, we want to we want to explore how we get there. Titania says in a bride, so here we're talking about the din of Meister Shini. Meister Shini is the produce that grows, um, and it's the, the second tithe. So in other words, you always take off a Meiser Risho, the first tithe that you give to the Levi, and then there's a second tithe. So in the, in the first, second, fourth, and fifth years of the Shemitah cycle, that second tithe is taken up to Yerushalayim and eaten there. Uh, in the third and sixth years, Meiser Ani is given. But in those first, second, and fourth, and fifth years, what happens if you have the second tithe, but it's too, it's too uh, heavy to carry all the way to Yerushalayim. So what do you do? You redeem it onto money, place the Kedush onto money, then you carry up the money to Yerushalayim, and then you spend the money there. So the Pasuk says, You should spend the Meiser Shani money on anything that you would want. So that's a claw. That's a pretty good generalization. Spend it on anything. But then the Zohar gives specific examples. It says, Cattle for flock, wine, and old wine. So those are specific things that it says. And then the Pasuk finishes off, And for anything that you might, that your nefesh might want, cause of a cloud. So that's another generalization. So it starts as a cloud, ends as a cloud, but in the middle are pratim, cloud, pratim, cloud, yeah, so we say anything which is like the examples that were given. The Torah's examples, again, are bakar, tzon, yain, It's a fruit from a fruit, and it comes from the ground. It's nourished from the ground, at least. So in other words, fruit from a fruit means... That it's some sort of fruit which makes it, which is produced by another one. So I have like a plant or an animal. There's earlier generations of plants and animals that make them, and uh, they're all nourished from the ground, right? Even animals, even though they don't grow from the ground, but they're at least nourished from the ground. Those are the types of things which you can spend meisersheni uh, money on. Afko Those are the types of things that you can uh, spend that you can spend meisersheni on. So you could let's say have. Um, Birds, that would be good, but we exclude water, salt, fish. These are all the things which are excluded. One cannot use my sashimi money on that. 
So now the Gemara has a very interesting question here. We say if you have a Klaal Prat or Klaal, what do we just say? You darshan anything, which is similar to the Pratim. What is the point of the last Klaal? In other words, what would happen? Let's just break down the system. What would happen if it was just Klaal Prat? What if there wouldn't be the, the, the Klaal at the end? What, what, what would be different? So the Gemara explains, The final, the final uh, Klaal comes to, comes to say anything which is like the Pratim are included. Meaning if it would just be a Klaal Prat, what would the law be? Then it would only be specifically those examples which were given. So it's only when it's Klaal Prat, then we say you could dana ke'ena Prat. Klaal Prat, you just say it's just a Prat. It's only if I have the, the, the Klaal at the end. So then I say, Klaal Pratu Klaal, I'm allowed to don anything which is Ke'ain, which is similar to the Prat. Says the Gemara, another question. Our example, what do we say here? We say that in our example, like by Nazar, where it's Prat, then a Klaal, then a Prat. We say anything similar to the, to the Prat, and we include. So Prat Batsra Mayahani. What's the point of the last Prat? What would happen if I didn't have that? Well, say it was just a Prat and then a Klaal. So the Gemara answers, if not for the last prat, I would say mamsh the opposite. That when it's a prat and then a klau, so the klau actually includes anything. In other words, it's, it, it takes it almost out of the specifics and it, it broadens it to anything that can be included in the, in the klau. And then that, that's the klau. The rule would be anything that fits into the general idea. It's actually becoming limited from the prat, then the klau, then the prat. There we say anything which is like the pratim um, are included. Says the Gemara, now final question. When we have two klala, and there's a prat in the middle, utrain prat klala, or two pratim in a or two pratim in a klala in the middle, kain pratadanina. Either way, we walk out with the same conclusion that anything which is like the pratim is included. So, what then is the difference between these two sequences in the Torah? Whether it's two klalim that have a prat in the middle, or it's two pratim. Uh, they have a clown in the middle. There's the, they end up with the same exact rule than anything which is similar to the pratim. So what's what's the difference? Says the Gemara, Eka, there's one difference. Yilu tartin klala prata. If it's a case where there's two clouds and a prat in the middle, Eka prata is done with marbina. Then they were more inclusive. We say that it, the, the, the things that we're going to include, which are similar to the prat in the middle, they only have to resemble the prat even in just one way. Even if it's just a resemblance in one aspect, that's good enough. Whereas tray prata you call it, but in, this, in the case where it's prat, then cloud, then prat. So if in that case, if there's something which resembles the pratim in two ways, then it's included. But if it resembles the pratim only in one way, then it is not included. So both of the sequences walk out with the same um, overall perspective, which is that you're supposed to be married with things which are ke'en, the prat, which are similar to the prat. But the question is, similar is relative. How similar is similar? Is it, is it have one aspect that's similar? Is that good enough? Or do you need two aspects? If it's a klau, then a prat, then a klau, so then you need two aspects of similarity. Uh, I'm sorry, then, only, then, then you only need one aspect of similarity. But if it's a prat, then, 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 then a klau, then a prat, then you need two aspects of similarity. Says the Gemara Mechti, let's analyze Prat or Klau. If I have a Prat, then a Klau, not a Klau, Mosef on the Prat. We say that the Klau is completely Mosef on the Prat, and virtually everything is included. Now, what else did we say? Miat for Riba, not Miriakol. We learned before, like Rabbi Leazar's example of the Miat and the Riba, if you hold not of the, of the Prat Klau system, but rather Miat for Riba system, also we say the same thing that everything, everything is included. Everything is there. So, what's the difference between a Miat and a Riba and a Prat and a Klau? Both of them are going to say that we follow the general rule. So, what's the difference? We're going to follow the general rule, virtually everything. We're just maybe going to exclude one thing. So, what's the difference, right? What's the difference whether it's Prat Klau 
or if it's miat or riba. Says marika adika pratu klal marbinafil olim velavin. If it's prat and then klal, we'll include leaves and shoots. Miat riba. But if we say that we're talking about uh, the, the method of miat riba, luvin luvin in alon lo. Then only the shoots are included, but not the leaves. Now it seems that the gemara is saying the miat riba method here would not include. Um, would not would, would not include the leaves, but this is a problem because the Gemara was saying before Rabbi Lazar, Lazar was a Mivariba, and he did answer the leaves and the shoots. So they have to say that there's a difference between the types of leaves which we're talking about, softer ones or more edible. Those are included even if you dash in the Mivariba. But uh, but 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 if the hard ones, those ones are not. The other hard part just here to try to understand what the Gemara is saying is the Gemara is saying that if I have a prat. And then I have a cloud, so the cloud at that and the cloud ends up being most of alaprat. So that means that I, I'm more inclusive than if I have a, a meat for riba. It sounds like meat for riba, you're not going to include the hard types of leaves, only the soft types of leaves. But if I have a prat and then a cloud, so the cloud's most of on the prats, and then it sounds like we're gonna be saying it's more inclusive and you would include even the hard leaves. That seems like a very, very difficult uh, conclusion for us to make here. Although it does, it does seem like that's what the Gemara is saying, that the, the, the Pratu Klal ends up including more than the, uh, the Miyat Veriba. That does seem to be the conclusion, but that, that is a little bit hard. So let's just make a quick summary of everything we have here. Uh, we got into this by Nazir. By Nazir, it seems that the Torah is giving us a system of specifications and then a generalization. Um, Rebel Lazar looks, look, looks at that with the method of Miyat Veriboy. So he ends up including virtually everything from the Reboy, but excluding one thing. So the soft leaves and the shoots are included. The hard, the hard leaves and the um, the wood is not included in the iser. He does not acknowledge at all. He goes like Rabbi Lozer Menazir. is coming to say something else entirely, which is that you're only chayv if you have two seeds and the grave skin. The Rabbanon looked at this as a praklau prat method, which leaves us that we dash in anything which is ke'ina prat. So the ke'ina prat, all the specifics which were mentioned, were a uh, fruit type of thing. So we only uh, um, we only come to include. The fruit. Then the Gemara explains that although they argue here, but there are examples in the Torah, prat, klal, prat, um, in everybody's view. The Gemara brought us a few, a few examples. And then there's an idea of klal, prat, klal, which we learned from Meister Shani, where we include as well anything which is similar to the pratim. And the Gemara just explained the subtle nuance and the difference between klal, prat, klal, and prat, klal, prat, which is whether or not how, whether it has to be similar from two sides or even similar from one side is good enough. Uh, that's a dispute here in the Gemara. We end up saying that cloud product cloud could be even one side, even just one similarity is good enough. But if it's uh, if it's prot cloud, if it's prot cloud uh, prot, then it has to be similar from two different two different angles here in the Gemara.